kinky. 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 Kinky's okay. Oh, you're kinky. Kinky? Very kinky. Kinky. <laughs> kinky. Ooh, discipline. Kinky. <laughs> Confess! <laughs> Hey, this is Chris, and welcome to Kinky Confessions, the podcast. If you're thinking about being a guest or you want to leave an anonymous confession on our hotline, best to jump onto our website, kinkperth.com.au forward slash podcast. On this episode, we have two really good friends. They've come along for a night of a glass of wine and a good laugh and most importantly, a fun chat. Our first of the two guests, you'd probably know her because she used to own a famous kink bar in North Perth called Academy. She worked all over the world as a pro fetishist, something I didn't know. And she's going to tell us a whole bunch of interesting stories about what that job entailed. These days, she operates a business called On Sackle Ground. And looking at their website, they are Perth's sensual hub for all things sexuality and magic. Well, who doesn't like the sound of that? Inspired by connection, sisterhood, and sensuality. So um, that sounds pretty good to me. Then she's going to hand over the microphone to her friend Tash. Now, Tash is a little bit nervous, so once the laughs stop. She has a great story to tell us and it starts off with a 10-year monogamous relationship, then about seven years ago finding the kink community. She's going to tell us a little bit about her journey all the way through to what she's just opening up and that is a yoni massage business. So we're going to learn a little bit about what a yoni massage is. We're going to hear all of the things that are involved in it and I'd probably then encourage the women that are listening to investigate and get out there and just try it. So let's jump straight in to this episode. This is Kinky Confessions, the podcast. I am Sarah, the freakess on Instagram. I feel like my kinky confession is probably incredibly boring. It's probably that even though I've done likely some of the weirdest shit that's ever happened in here, I'm also probably the least kinkiest. What is that then? I'd say I'm a sensualist. A sensualist? Yeah, the things that turn me on now would probably make most kinksters roll their eyes or like just be incredibly bored. Definitely not. What are those things that make you crazy? Really, really small, non-sexual things that feel very sexual to me. I get very turned on by like simple things like, this is going to sound so cliche, but like feeling breeze on my skin or like oh, like the taste of things or hearing certain sounds of music, like really, really unsexual things. Or like when a really hot barista, the hand gently touches yours, like really, really, really small, almost non-sexual things really turn me on. Have you always been like this? Uh, no, I think... Working in the kink industry for so long, I was so saturated by over-sexualized things that now it's the really, really, really tiny things that turn me on. I am also have zero interest in having casual sex. I, I like the idea of it, but I'm just, I've never liked anybody enough that quickly to be able to in, like, indulge in it. So I feel like I'm very, very unkinky for a kinkster. Ooh. Now, you said that you've been, you've worked in the kink industry? Yes, I, I worked all around the world as a pro fetishist for almost eight years. 
And what is a pro fetishist? So I started off as a pro sub. How I got there was a little bit roundabout and weird. It was completely accidental. But then I very quickly niched into doing the really, really obscure fantasies that kind of didn't fit into like your typical dom sub role. So if somebody had a really weird fantasy or idea they wanted to act it out, I'm your girl. And give us some examples of that. Oh, well, I worked <laughs> like in the everywhere. I worked in multiple countries and so they got really, really, really obscure. But things like pretending I was a mermaid and cutting off my legs with a saw or like acting out car accidents where I'd be dead and they'll just look at me and masturbate or lots of, I was really good at necrophilia fantasies, fantasies. Um, and what, what's that for those who are listening? People that are into dead people. So I'd actually ice bath, uh, paint myself very, very like in baby power, um, lay there and we actually had a surgery bed and I'm really good at not shivering, even though the aircon was on full blast with the toe tag and I'd act dead. Wow. And is this out of a venue? Or? I worked in multiple venues. So yep. in Australia, I mainly used to fly across the work at like and uh, and then I worked quite privately as well. And then uh, I worked in the UK. So I, I was the name of the company. Yep. I worked in Germany, uh, a few other places. And what would a service like is it a service? Yeah, it's what do we call it? Yeah, it's a service. Yeah. Okay, that's what you call it. And what would a session like that cost? It really depends what it is, how elaborate it is. Yeah. Um, it could be anything from like a very, very introduction, like submissive style booking could be like from four fifty an hour and it could go extremely high up when yeah. it's like a lot of planning, really intricate, very obscure, multiple people. Wow. I, I've like been flown to really remote areas to do Roman bookings, which for those that don't know, it's like eating lots and lots of food and vomiting on people. But usually a lot more <laughs> elaborate than that sounds. Yeah. So you're like you're you're in the sand dunes and it's just amazing food. You just eat, 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 eat and then vomit. No sand dunes. Usually no. like they'll have like a, a, a bathtub or a glass table and they'll lay underneath it or you will vomit on the bath. But usually it's like a really nice date. So you'll drink lots of champagne and eat all the fancy food you can imagine and then proceed to vomit. Wow. How that, long that, after eating do you vomit? Like uh, you, you're getting it all up or it's stomach acid and digested food? No, no, no. You, you've overeaten. There's you've lots. Overeaten, They're paying yeah. for the vomit. They don't want just a dribble. Okay. You've got to make oh. it worthwhile. Oh, so you're, you're a professional vomiter. I've probably had like less than 15 bookings like that in my yeah. time. But it happened. It happened. Yeah. What was the most popular booking? Um, Just your kind of standard kink ones, I guess. Maybe like religion comes in a lot. So there'll be lots of religious stuff. So like, you know, standing naked on a pedestal, reading quotes in the Bible and tearing them and throwing them at them. Or like they'd want to have kind of like demon, like God type fantasies. Like religion actually ties in quite heavily and quite common. I don't, my big hard nose is I don't do any age play and I don't do any incest play. Right. Which I feel like is all the rage at the moment, but this is <laughs> almost 10 years ago. So for me, it was a hard boundary. Right. And how long did you do this for? Almost eight years. And how many bookings a week would you get? So I didn't work full time. Yeah. I was going to uni and had another job. So usually on uni breaks, I'd fly across other places and just do all I could for like, you know, two weeks or three weeks. Yeah. And then I'd work for a private dungeon in Perth and I'd only do one or two nights a week. And it depends on the type of bookings. Like if they're heavy corporal punishment, sometimes I might have to wait a week before I can work again. Sure. So it really depends. But back then I didn't like there wasn't the sex industry isn't like it is now it was very it wasn't the time of only fans I feel like now it's very very socially acceptable yeah. to be an adult worker back then like sex work was really really taboo so there was plenty of clients did your family know about that and friends yeah, well not my friends not your friends weirdly enough but my mum and my nonna yes my mum actually I grew up with her running a massage parlor so it was 
weirdly hard to tell her, but she kind of already knew. Yeah. We actually got sprung on a family holiday in Bali when I had like pretty horrific uh, corporal punishment like marks all over my body. And I got out the pool and she saw them and it's kind of opened up the conversation. Ah, I do how to do that. Yeah. And did you, do you enjoy or did you enjoy the impact play of it? Um, I do like impact. But again, for me to indulge in impact now, I really like cerebral copulation. It has to be a total mindfuck for me. If it's just somebody attaching me to a cross and hitting me, I get nothing out of that. Yeah. I have to be completely into the scene. And I just feel like it's really hard to get me there. But I, I It's about the person for you now, not about a hundred percent. I have full sexual exploration, like freedom. Like my partner, I could literally bang a baseball team and come home and tell him and be like, Well, did you have a good time? Was that good for you? Like, did that come from a good place? Like I can do whatever I want. It's just, it's really rare that I meet somebody that I want to. Yeah. So eight years of doing that, you mm-hmm. travelled the world, you were living overseas as well or you were living here and there? I was, weirdly, I was kind of based in Zimbabwe for complete different reasons and flying to the UK and Europe and back working in yep. my breaks. And then here when I was in Perth, I, was, I didn't like working in Perth too much because it's quite small. Yeah. Um. So I was working from a private dungeon in North Perth and then I'd fly off whenever I could to work at the East. Nice. So what made you give it up? <laughs> I uh, married a very uh, Catholic Italian. <laughs> uh, that's over now. So no surprises there. Oh, and how long did that last? Uh, almost seven years. Yeah. Oh, so that's a good bat. That's a good yeah. run. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, I just did the, the maths today. Inch. Yeah, today I was thinking about it. It's been 10 years exactly since I last professionally worked. So it's been a long time. Wow. And you finished uni by then as well and then moved into your chosen field? Uh, Nora I had a baby. You had a baby? <laughs> yeah. And how old we? How old is your baby now? Well, she's not a baby now. Almost 10. 10. So that's how I know okay. it's when I stopped working. Yeah. I met my partner, fell pregnant very quickly and yep. stopped working. Mm. I, I worked but just yeah. not in, yeah. in there. Yeah. And when did you return... Back to work. I haven't. You haven't returned back to work. You're well, just having fun. Yeah. Well, I, no, work, no, I no, have like jobs, but not. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. Well, yeah. I, I owned Academy, the bar. Okay, so talk to me about Academy and how do you go from being a mum at home and having a full-time job or part-time job at the time? Full-time, two full-time, businesses, three two, businesses at the time, yeah. Three businesses at the time. Hey, I got and a child. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? I got too much spare time on my hands and I'm going to go and do what? It's kind of a sticky story, but I was going into business with somebody that it seemed like he great idea at the time and then they very soon on it wasn't a great idea yeah. and I ended up – I wasn't supposed to work in there at all. I was just supposed to be a financial investor. Oh, jeez. That was that the deal. Went. I was like, I do not have time to do this. And yeah. they were like, oh, I'll do everything. Um, I was purely supposed to be financial. Yep. And uh, within – you know, we opened the bar and within two months COVID hit. Yeah. And then it was all on me. So it was – yeah, not what I was expecting, no. but still, I mean, I made lots of beautiful connections through that. It was, it definitely had its space and time. And how long, how long did you have it for before you got you you sold three it? Three years, three years, almost two and a half years, a while. And that was yeah, right as COVID hits. And During COVID, it was completely fucked. So for majority of the bar's existence, we we're licensed for 120. We need about 90 to be profitable. We we're only allowed 48 people in for like almost all of it. Yeah, even less at some points when it was square meterage capacity. And from memory, you had an arsehole of a landlord who wouldn't drop the rent? 
Yeah. I'll so say that. <laughs> it was, hu- yeah, it was really, really, really stressful. Our break even point was like over 8,000 a week, but we couldn't even get a quarter of like people in there legally. So it was yeah. really stressful. You have the bar for a couple of years, then trying to sell it or still be the financer of it? No, I sold it. You sold it. Yeah. And that was the, it's like owning a boat. The best two days is the day you buy it, the day you sell it. Oh, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had lots of really great times. Like, yeah. Like as financially terrifying as it was like the people and connections i've had through that have been like amazing life-changing i really enjoyed used to go in there and the beer was good nice and cold and you got a good feed at a good price and there was always going to be some kind of a function on also my bar manager was just like phenomenal so i couldn't have done it without him rowdy if you ever listen to this i love you <laughs> i enjoyed the, the times that i went there um so you go from there and then you decide what's next well, I had another baby, flight <laughs> twist, flight yep. twist, um, and then I studied sexology at uni, and now I have another venue. It's called On Sacred Ground, where we still do kink workshops and lots of like sexual positivity type workshops, and I uh, see individuals and lots of couples for like counselling. Like a lot of it is kink based as well, and we do uh, lots of things like yoni massage over there. So it's just basically a, a hub for sexual wellness. Okay. I'm going to go back because you just told me a lot of information then in one sentence. <laughs> Sexology, what's that? The study of sex. And that's a... We go to tape and we learn how to do all the sexual positions. No, it's not true <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, my main interest was in like forensic sexology. I'm really interested in like sex crimes and all the stuff around that. But lots of people will... Oh, there's so much you can go into. Generally, people kind of go to education, uh, research, therapy... Um, forensics is a huge amount of what you can take on from the degree, but it's super, super interesting. If anybody's thinking about doing it, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. What is the website for the business? Oh, it's pretty easy to remember. www.unsequelground.com.au. It doesn't have that much on there. It does have our upcoming events. We do lots of things like your Shibari and Introduction to Kink. I think we have a mummification coming up. Um, but besides that, it's just got my contact details. And we have lots, like as a big venue, we have lots of rooms available. So if anybody in the kink community is looking for a space to run events from or workshops, do contact me. Yeah. And where are you based? South Perth, right next to the zoo. Ooh, it's a nice beautiful building. It's gorgeous. Freaking expensive, but it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, how many, so you have an, is it it's like a, a doctor's surgery where you Sort of, yeah. It's a big people? building. So yep. the, the front we have, uh, we sublease that to an amazing photographer. And then the other rooms, we've got like two huge big workshop rooms. We have a like a counselling, a therapeutic room. And then we have like a room for people that want to do things like massage or yoni massage. Or uh, I think we have a hypnotist coming in next week. Like basically a, a more hands-on kind of treatment room. And are the mostly group sessions or one-on-one? Uh, both. Both, yeah. Mm-hmm. And to my ignorance, because I'm a male, yeah. what's a yoni massage? Oh, I think you should ask your next guest that because that's what she does for a living. Oh, okay. Yes. But no, actually we are running our next facilitator training for Yoni Massage. So that's coming up in August. It's a six-month course. But basically it is doing internal external work on the Yoni. uh, I mean, every practitioner is going to do a different service, but a lot of it is mapping. So going around checking for areas of like pain, sensation or numbness and helping rewire the neural pathways to gain sensation in those areas. But there's a lot more to it than that. So I'll let your next guest go into detail. Kamano Knights run these penthouse parties all over Perth. So uh, tell me a little bit about your involvement. They are Mistress Luna. They're her baby. I just help 
co-facilitate them and they're just beautiful. They're so warm and sensual and feminine and they feel just gorgeous. That's the kind of things that turn me on when it feels sensual and beautiful and soft. And I, I mean, I haven't been to many these before, so I'm probably not the best judge. That's a lie. I've actually been to a few where I've had to give talks and things. I've never participated in a party. Never participated. Never. Um, but I go into the eye and I look around. I had this moment at um, one of them. It was a women's only one. And there was this beautiful, absolutely stunning trans woman playing a harp. And, the, and she, she was like just absolutely gorgeous. Why my friend fed me grapes. I was like, how the fuck is this my life? Like it was just, it was ridiculous. I was like, I've like, literally this is heaven. It's just really, really, really nice. Yeah. And how did you get involved with Komodo Knots? So Mistress Luna rents, oh, rented one of our rooms. She was a kink counsellor. So she rented one of our therapeutic rooms. Yep. And she was like, had this business idea with, from ages ago. And she's like, let's run events. But we have a really big one for New Year's Eve. And I'm very excited for that. Are you allowed to talk about it yet? Um, it's up. It's up. It's advertised. It's jewel themed. Yep. Um, so wearing jewel tones. It's going to be very, very ultra luxurious. I'm very excited. It's in a, a lovely mansion. And um, I think we can fit in 120, 130 people. Okay. And what's the website for that? Kumananites.com.au. K-U-M-A-N-A. Okay. And what age is that for? I'm pretty sure. I mean, this is Mistress Lunas like side yep. of things. I don't do any of the vetting or any questions he like her way, but I'm pretty sure it's 20 to 45. Five. Yep. Something like to that. To be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And did you say that was New Year's Eve? Yes. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, just jump onto the website. You'll need to go through the vetting process before you will be able to buy tickets. And probably like all of the other events that are hosted, they sell out pretty quickly. The last one sold so quick. We do have one coming up in September the 2nd. Uh, that's a women's only one called Coven. It's all kind of like dark, sensual, sexy, magic themed. Yep. What was the last one like? That was oh, it in was August? Yes, it was a Great Gatsby themed. And there was so much more actual like play at this one than the previous ones. It was really interesting, but it was oh, everybody put in so much effort into the how they looked. It was really, really nice. And it was boundary pushing for me too, because my partner played for the first time ever. It's the first time he'd ever been to an event and seen what we actually do. And he actually participated a little bit. And I was like, very oh, proud for him. So you were supporting him on the sideline and encouraging him. I tried to walk away and make it less awkward for him. <laughs> Just because I don't want to play with people because I really need that emotional connection. Like yeah. for me to like have sex with somebody, I want to have thought about it multiple times before. I want butterflies. I want that huge big flirtation. I want that like, I want to be thinking about it. That doesn't mean he needs to feel the same way. So I'm excited for him to kind of do those things. As a host, mm -hmm. is that a long emotional night for you? Um, or are you having a couple of... Wines I and definitely just have a couple of drinks. I definitely have a few drinks. Uh, so basically, we bump in and bump out time, like for people to come in, is usually between seven and nine. Yep. And my job then is every single person that works through the door, I will greet, show them through the venue, let them know like everything that's happening, where to go if they need anything. Um, so it's a very, very busy couple of hours. And then I just kind of walk around, make sure everything's okay, and it's pretty chill. And then usually when we close, um, we're still there. We usually get a little bit messy and have some fun. Oh. 
There we go. So there's an after after party. Yeah, we're usually exhausted, but like got to clean up for a couple of hours. And no, we come back the next. You come day back. What's the future of Kamano Nights? Because I believe that Mistress Luna is in Sydney. She at the moment. is, but she's flying back for all our events. And something that I'm, well, we're going to try and see how it goes. Is we would like to do couples retreats. So like they come away for a full weekend, maybe eight to twelve couples. Yep. And we do a fully hosted weekend for them. So it could be like nice things during the day if they want to partake like shibari and things like that and then like cocktail parties in the evenings and just making couples maybe if they haven't played before just be able to build up that like relationship with people over the weekend just have a really really nicely hosted dirty weekend away with other people ah that sounds like someone down the mugs yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> you don't know me <laughs> but yeah so i'm picturing lots of wine pool parties like yeah also i'd like some queer summer parties yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm into it. We're going to wrap up because you have answered all of the questions super fast. You are buzzing. You've just enjoyed barbecue. You've enjoyed a glass of wine. What's next for Sarah? Oh, dream world. Every single woman in the world goes and gets yoni massages as often as they will get their brows or their hair done. It just becomes part of everybody's self-care that you can find somebody doing it that's really ethically trained in every suburb. And that I'd love to have my own line of really, like, like luxurious, beautiful, sensual sex toys. Oh. My own ones. I'm just I'm throwing it out there to the universe. If anybody wants to collab, hit me up. <laughs> and they'll be available everywhere. Everywhere. I'd like to go to expos to be able to educate as I sell them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm in. This is Kinky Confessions, the podcast. So now we're going to do a little bit of a mic swap and next part of the interview is with Tash. This is Kinky Confessions, the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. I am Tash. My kinky confession, enjoying the delicious unravelling of my hedonistic nature and... um, where the depths of my kink is taking me. When did you find kink? When did, oh, so physically or the state of mind? Both. <laughs> are, they, are they different? Um, well, yeah, exploring it is completely different to... You, were, you always thought it when you were a kid or you, when you were younger and married? Well, when, hmm, 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 yeah, so um, when, I was, when I was younger, that I knew that I was exploring a lot. Um, I was um, very resourceful. Yep. <laughs> say that. So oh. early. So we don't talk. About, <laughs> we don't talk about anything under eighteen. Okay. So from the age of eighteen. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh fuck! This is going to be hard to edit. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a young woman. You're eighteen. You've um, started. Is it self exploration, or you've yeah. started doing parties? And no, no. Sorry, it, it's more self exploration. Yeah. Just knowing that I was a little bit normal, uh, abnormal, and just wanting to explore things. Like piercing your nipples, piercing your eyes. No, that came later. No, no not, not no. piercing my eyes, but no. So uh, just <laughs> using various objects and things that <laughs> you wouldn't, you'd find around the house. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Masturbating with toothpaste is fun. <laughs> okay. Well. 
<laughs> Brother Minty. <laughs> Minty Fresh. <laughs> yeah, just just experimenting all different things. I mean, I I I I knew well, I was I was squirting before I even knew what masturbation meant. Right. <laughs> At 18. Yep. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> I'm a fountain. <laughs> All right, so you're a, everyone out there that's listening. We got a squirter. <laughs> that's why around this place, there's puppy pads everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna need them. You're gonna need them. Mm. And so you 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 had kinky thoughts. Then you thought, you know what? I'm just gonna go get married and go vanilla. Oh well, no. So it kind of just happened that way. I was in a long term um, relationship with my ex husband. It was quite. Restraining, um, didn't really have a lot of confidence in myself. Uh, I yeah was a little bit insecure in myself. Uh, there there was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so even though the thoughts may have been there, I wasn't outwardly yeah um exploring or, or doing anything like that. You were still uh, masturbating with toothpaste. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but it wasn't really until I, I left him. Um, and so how long were you married for? Well, how um, long were the two of you together? We were together for 10 years, only married for eight months for vanilla monogamous relationship. Was there any dynamic? <laughs> in that I didn't really have a say in much. Yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, oh, oh one of those. Yep. <laughs> one of those. Okay. One of those. It, it wasn't. It, it wasn't healthy. It was. Yeah. I mean, you're young, and you know, this is how you learn. But then, after leaving, my world just completely opened up. Yeah. Um, I found some confidence. I found Sarah actually. <laughs> uh, the very first night that I met her, she had a shiwi in her purse, and I went. Oh, I just, I found my people. And she's actually been the the instigator for a lot of things in my life. She's introduced me to a lot, a lot of things. <laughs> You're talking words that I don't understand. What's a shiwi? A shiwi. Yeah. So um, it, it gives it gives women an appendage to be able to, to stand up and pee. It's fabulous. It's like a funnel. It's a funnel. Yeah, it's a little funnel. Okay. But down there. Yeah, yeah. I know what it is now. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. She had one in her purse. And you went and used it and loved it. No, I didn't use it. She, she yeah, you, you she offered. You, oh, you offered. Oh. She offered. <laughs> I was like, all right, this bitch, she's great. <laughs> Who brings the she to the casino? <laughs> <laughs> well, she, if she's on a roll, she's on a roll. She ain't leaving the crap stable. Yeah, so that actually just, I mean, we're, we're here today, seven, seven years later, and she's she's dragged me to a lot of things, like here tonight. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she actually introduced me to my very first kink event. It was, it was quite funny, exciting, eye-opening experience. And where was that at? Or what that was it? That was Carnal Society quite a few years ago now. Uh, can't quite remember it was somewhere somewhere in the city so <laughs> it was my very first impact play Ooh. and it's something that had always interested me and I got on stage and so you're at your first event and you're on stage yeah yeah there, there, there were other people beside us playing and and whatnot and and you're an introvert or an extrovert I am an introvert in an extrovert's body. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 por que no los dos? That, 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 that's my thing. I, why not both? I, yeah. I switch from 
here and there and yeah. yeah. But I bend over onto the bench, get comfortable, and I was asked, so how do I know if you've had enough? And that made me think, I'm like, hang on a second. I don't know. I've never done this before. Like oh. no one's ever pushed me to my limit or I've never gone anywhere. So I was really excited, but also I don't I, I, I don't know where this is going to go. So she said, okay, just shake your hand if you've had enough. I'm right into this. I completely lose track of um, what's happening, where I am. And at one point she leans over and whispers into my ear, Tash, turn around. There's nobody else on stage. Everybody in the audience is just absolutely enthralled and watching us. It was a really great moment. It was it was so much fun, and I didn't call it. It it was it was my first baby bruises by Galaxy Butt. Um, yeah. It was my first taste of that, and and realizing how much I I loved Impact Play, and how much I I loved watching um, the bruises evolve. And, and change colour over time and give me that beautiful little tasty reminder. Yeah. Did you drop, did you go into a subspace straight away, did you, on that first night? Uh, possibly. I think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I was lost. Yeah, I was definitely lost. It was something I, I'd never experienced that before. But now looking back, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. No, I've definitely taken more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I, but that was the first moment where I realised, oh, shit, well, damn, this booty could take yeah, a feel, lot. <laughs> yeah, feel, feel good the next day and you're like, yeah. yep, I'm loving this. <laughs> yeah. So from that first night, where's the journey from there? How does that unfold? Well, the impact play is definitely not stopped did you start going to venues after that oh gosh yeah so th sorry this is like seven years ago th this is oh, mm, a little bit a little bit after that yeah. but we've definitely I, i've definitely explored a lot of different avenues i've been in a relationship with a married couple so that was fun okay. threesomes were an everyday thing that was very fun exploring that uh, going to events. I've been, I've been to a few um, parties. Also, another thing that Sarah's introduced me to is the Commander Knights events. Oh, uh, yes. I've been participating in that as yep. well, uh, helping out. Uh, that's been that's been a lot of fun. It's been beautiful. It's such a great space that they have created. Uh, really central, really sexy, uh, really safe. It's been a great group of people. Yeah. And so over that five-year period, are you going to many events or you're just out there meeting people and just doing impact play? Oh, so it's been, a, it's, it's, been, it's been a big journey for me. Um, since upon leaving my ex, I then uh, got a bit of confidence in myself. I went and started working for a very well-known luxury lingerie brand. Yes. And Are you allowed to say that? You don't yeah, have sure. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh that is when I, I was I discovered I absolutely loved making women feel incredible in themselves. Um I remember a moment where uh there was a woman who walked in, she was very very shy, very meek. She barely wanted to talk to me. Opened her up a little bit, got her talking and and um found out that you know, she she had something that she wanted to buy for and by the end of it 
she was in the um, in the change rooms and opening up the curtains. Bam! Like Show just, me this. Oh, yeah, look at this. Look at this. Like yeah. it, it was amazing. Just seeing that transformation in, in such herself. A short period of time. In such a short period of time, just getting them to open up and feel incredible within themselves that they have that bit of confidence that um, is is just so beautiful. Uh, and getting them to um, educating even young girls um, about toys and their bodies and it was it was it was a great experience um, for what it was until it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so how long were you doing that for? Um, I was doing that for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, uh, I was very good at my job. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, but then just so I discovered I love helping women feel amazing um, and which has now led to a whole different thing. Again, thanks to Sarah. <laughs> I keep bringing her into this. You're, you're just here with me. I have just finished my Yoni massage course. Uh, so I'm now a practitioner. Oh, yes. now you conducted that at where, whereabouts did you do that training at? Uh, on sacred ground. On sacred ground yes. in uh, South Perth. Yes, that's okay. right. Okay. How long was that course? That went for six months. Six month course. That was uh, once a week online or a bit of both. Uh, it was once a week in person. Yep. And um, then we had some weekend uh, practical intensives for yeah. yeah. To do that, and, and so now you've you're qualified and you now do this full time as a coach. I'm a about to start my business, so I haven't wow. quite got there. Like it's it's fresh. It's fresh. It, this, this is, is very fresh. fresh. <laughs> and, do, and what is the name of your business? My business is called Invoking Sensuality. Invoking Sensuality, and in the show notes, I will put the link to your Instagram page. Wonderful, thank you. Again, I'm a male asking stupid questions that uh, you think I should know a little bit more information about. What is a yoni massage? Well, <laughs> there's it's it's a lot. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, it is a, a remembering for females, uh, remembering their 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 connection with their own body. Um, we actually store a a lot of trauma within our uh, our pelvic area. Mm -hmm. um, so we release a, a lot of uh, tension, trigger points, kind of like a massage anyway, yep. relaxing, getting them to uh, connect with those, any, any emotions that may come up as well um, as we're working through those, those points. I really want to focus on helping women connect and and feel like you know the the absolute beautiful goddess that they are um we all need that love sometimes we all need to be reminded of that just helping break through their own barriers of themselves uh and just reconnecting with their own bodies we lose that sometimes um getting them to slow down get out of their head and just love on themselves but you know what if they're not going to love on themselves i'm going to do that work for them yeah <laughs> now how long does a yoni massage go for so generally uh, every practitioner is completely different in what they offer and how long they're going to go for. But the general rule is, is about three hours. Like it's, it's oh, wow. quite, yeah, it's quite intensive. 
just talking to them first, pre-framing, getting them to getting to understand why they're there and what they want out of it, and you, you can you can get a little bit more understanding of their story, um, and then getting them to feel absolutely comfortable within the session. I think my favorite part of it is is the undressing ceremony, but then after that. It's just without using your hands, explain to me what the undressing <laughs> ceremony is. I'm very handsy, aren't I? I, I, yeah, yeah. I know you're handsy and you're talking about undressing. And, uh, I think this is this is why I'm a practitioner. Oh, okay. oh, I mean, right. I use my hands. Yeah. Um, but um, so undressing ceremony, they you you get them to stand there. This is this is probably the most vulnerable they're going to be. Yeah. Um, they really need to connect with what they want to release deep within themselves so each each piece of clothing that they're wearing and it could even be the scrunchie that they're wearing in their hair the down to the sock so every piece of clothing that they remove they need to tell me as I sit there and listen fully clothed which can be quite daunting for some people, listen to what they want to release and what no longer serves them from here on forth. Yeah. Yeah, they want to leave at the door and they need to really kind of feel into that and believe that if they want to get something out of it, yeah. Okay, so undressing ceremony and then you then move into what's the next stage? So the next stage, getting them really comfortable, um, getting them to lay down and it's a beautiful, sensual body massage and you're reading their body the entire time uh, making sure that they are really dropped in and comfortable um, before you even go anywhere near yeah and you're on a massage table for this or this no, is on no the floor. on the floor yeah, yeah. really connecting yeah You've moving got some around them going some music Oh, you can do whatever, whatever you, you want. Like. Yeah, okay. Every, everyone's different. Everyone's different. So, yep. Yeah, de- definitely some music, something calming, something soothing. Really, it's 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 a whole experience. It's to really tickle the senses and yeah, get them feeling really beautiful. Nice. Well, I like the idea already. The full body massage. Yeah, mm. that's nice. Who doesn't like that? Yeah, who doesn't <laughs> like that? Yeah. Yep. And then they've had a massage. How does it? Where where do you go to next? Well. We move, we move on down. We move on down. Yep. Well, once they're comfortable enough, and they, they, there's, it's full consent the the entire time. They they can remove it if they're if they're feeling uncomfortable. Yep. They can turn around and and stop the session at any time. Their no is definitely celebrated. It's all about them. Uh, but eventually, the idea is to work down the body. We start on start on the back um, and flip them over and um, work our way down you know even from the the, the tips of their head to their, the tips of their toes just working every piece of their body relaxing them completely until we're ready to to enter you know first it's just uh, beautiful soft movements along the vulva and and then until until she's ready, yep. ripe and ready, then we will start moving in and um, you know feel around for maybe any tension points. And also, it's it's about educating her as well about her body, um, the the different the the different pleasure zones that are within herself. I mean, there's a there's a lot of women out there that don't actually quite 
understand their own anatomy, surprisingly mm-hmm. enough. So, uh, yeah, working with that and then we can, with their consent, move on to some more pleasurable things as well. If that's what they're there for, to connect more with pleasure and their own body, uh, that's something we can explore as well. Nice. And, you know, take home a little bit of something something for, you know, to show with their partners. Or yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. Is there special yoni tools of the trade or is it all your it's hair? It's all hair, baby. <laughs> magical fingers. Yeah. Uh, so that you don't have RSI or anything like that yet? No, no, no not yet. Not yet. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a three-hour session. Mm. I'm going to imagine that that would be extremely draining for you. Because um, you're giving mentally. them all your, enti- your, yeah. your, your energy. You have to hold space for these people and yeah. and re- love on them completely, um, read them constantly. It is very, very draining, but it's something that's also so beautifully rewarding as yeah. well. If you can get them to walk out of there feeling absolutely beautiful and glowing and just if you've changed their mind about just something about how they either view themselves or their body or, you know, the their past or, you know, some encounters they've had, anything like that. There's a lot that can come up in these sessions. Yeah, that that in itself, it's, it's worth it, definitely. Yeah. And how often do people get a massage? Yeah, <laughs> not often enough, um, but it ultimately comes down to them um, if they if they really enjoy the experience. That's something that they can um, they can work on and getting as many as they want. Right. Um, yeah, um, but it's 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 definitely something that more women need to experience. It's absolute magic. Yeah, yeah, and there's takeaways for people to be able to go home and go. There's Things that I can do at home. Yeah, as definitely. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And show their partners or they might go, Oh, you know what? I I didn't know about this. I didn't know about the A spot. Or yeah. you know, like there's there's different or oh, she used this technique. This is amazing. I didn't know that I could feel this way. I didn't know that I had sensations in 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 my left outer labia. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's there's there's a lot of takeaways. Mm. That sounds very relaxing for anyone who wants to uh, enjoy that. Mm. So what's next for you then? Starting the business? Uh, Helping women um, uh, keep exploring, um, having fun, um, having delicious adventures. Uh, Hopefully, you know, still helping out with Commander Knights. Um, I... I'm really enjoying where where things are going um, in every aspect of my life. Um, there's there's a lot of exciting things to come. I I believe. Yeah. yeah. Now, to the women out there that aren't haven't committed yet to getting a yoni massage, talk to them and tell them why they need to come and see you. I believe that we all need to slow down and be kinder to ourselves, listen to our bodies and allow more sensual experiences within our life. Um, This 
is just the beginning as well. Like it's actually just a it's just a step into the exploration of that. This will open up so many doors, especially if there's something that um, like if you're quite shut off to some things, it will definitely allow you to to relax and um, and connect with your body more. I think it's so important to just reconnect. It's definitely not something that is taboo. It's so much more beautiful and sensual than what it it sounds. It's it's so worth it. So worth it. It's magic. This is Kinky Confessions, the podcast. 